0: You the adventurer, yes you, do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power, a codex of untold stories and lore, or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to
1: get nerdy in here.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Hey, i Stanfield. And
2: I'm Travis Beasley.
0: So, as I'm sure many of you are aware, probably. Uh, potentially. Potentially. The Lunar New Year was like a couple weeks ago. A week-ish. A week-ish. S- something like that. And um, as it is the year of the rat, that means it is my year... And I have Same. decided that it is... Well, yeah, but it's like mine, though. Oh. Uh, I have decided that it is the year of the dragon. <laughs> uh, that That is already a year?
2: And I believe has already
0: passed? Yeah, but... And it isn't until like... A few, yeah. Like three or four years from now? It's something like that. But I have decided that, uh, vis-a-vis my content, at the very least, it is the year of the dragon. <laughs> because... That's what I'm doing this week is what I'm doing next week. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like it's like an ever-expanding thing because I'm like, okay, I need to look up stuff about this dragon for mm-hmm. this. And then I discover that there's like five other types of dragons that I would like to do an episode about. And I'm just like, ooh, so... I mean, okay, I say that. I'm not going to do all episodes about dragons for the next, like, year, mm-hmm. but...
2: But you've pretty much got dragons covered?
0: If, I mean, if I could, I would. Like, if you guys probably <laughs> wouldn't get so bored and so sick of that, I might.
1: I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but I understand where you're coming from.
0: And I'm sure there's there's someone who, like, would, but... Four years, by the way. Four years? Okay.
2: 2024 is the year of the dragon.
0: Okay, well... You should have
2: waited four years for this.
0: Mm. Or not. Or alternatively, we should have started it, what, like eight years <clears throat> ago?
1: When when Travis and I didn't even know each other, and therefore you and Travis didn't know each other.
0: Yeah, and also... We were still in high school. Yeah. I wasn't. And For also, you. like, podcasts weren't really... Like, they were
1: just then did, becoming
0: a thing. Yeah. Either way. In any way. <clears throat> We're, we're having a little early early glimpse into the Year of the Dragon here. Yes, on exactly. Nipedia, oh. um, because uh, I am a rat and I can do whatever I want because it's my year. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, I don't know if I addressed this in the uh, last episode I did on Planar Dragons. I may have. But if I didn't, you know, and if I did, I'll just say it again here. I did actually say something in the Dracolich episode that was incorrect. Uh, I said that these... New colors of dragons, uh, brown, gray, and purple, were introduced in the Draconomicon Romantic Dragons mm-hmm. book. They were not. Okay. I just like, I was, I was heated, you know, I was, I was having a moment. You were very heated. I was very heated. And, you know, that I just kind of assumed that. And you know what people say about assumptions. They're bad. Yes. Th- that is exactly what they say.
2: And sometimes correct.
0: Well, in this case, just they, not in this case. Just not in this case. They were not correct. So, bearing that in mind, we are going to talk about uh, brown dragons, gray dragons, and purple dragons. I noticed
1: because I noticed because um, Travis has a handy little gift on our door to our recording room that those are not the typical, you know, core dragons.
0: Uh, they are not. And we're going to talk about... Well, I say we're going to talk about why that is. We're going to kind of talk about that.
1: We're going to briefly
0: touch on that. Yeah. We're going to start with brown dragons just because... Why not? That seems like a, you know... Good enough. That's a good enough place to start.
2: Okay. So, brown dragon.
0: Uh, Also, brown dragons have historically also been known as sand dragons. Ooh. So, you know, I'm going to talk about instances of sand dragons and brown dragons... And, you know. And
1: for the most, like, the assumption should, of course, be that they are one and the same.
0: Yes. Um, There is going to be an exception to this later on, but I'll talk about that when we get there. Okay. But it's it's very clear to me that these basically are meant to be the same kind of thing Mm -hmm. that eventually really do coalesce into being the same thing. Okay. Even if they were... So they
2: sort of started out different and then kind of, like, melded into...
0: We've run into that a few times. Yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. That sort of convergence. So, the first mention I could find referring to sand dragons was in Dragon Magazine issue number 134, which was published in 1986 in the article, The Dragon's Bestiary, Dragons of Earth, Sea, and Space. Okay. Yep. Um, Space. Space. (laughs) Yes, which... So
2: one of those things caught my attention there.
0: Yeah, no, mine too. I was like, space dragon? Space dragon? That's going to be my next episode.
2: Yeah, space dragons.
0: So the section devoted to the sand dragon was written by Jeffrey S. Johnson. Uh, They were snake-like dragons with short legs and flat heads that lived in warm, sandy areas like deserts and sometimes beaches. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, their color kind of, like, matched their environment. So, like, the, the sand around them. Right. But, like, depending on where they lived, you might have some that were, like, lighter colored or darker colored.
2: Right. I mean, they if it's matching their environment, the sand could just be yeah. various colors. If they lived
0: in Oklahoma, it would be red. Yeah. If they they lived... would just be
2: clay dragons oh, at that man. point. Oh,
0: man. What if let... Okay. Also, yeah, clay dragons. Someone make that. Also, um, imagine like one of those living in one of those really cool like black sand beaches. Yeah. Be oh my cool.
2: god, that would be awesome. Those are beautiful. Probably um, be mistaken for a black dragon.
0: Probably. And
2: then they're like, nope.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like they look. Their form is different enough because uh, black fair. dragons have like horns. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, and to the unwizened eye. Yeah, someone would see a dragon that is black and be like, that's a black dragon, when it's not. Actually. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took two semesters of dragonology in college. I wish I had. Dude. That would have been so cool.
2: I wish that was a thing.
0: Honestly, if dragonology was like a real course <clears throat> you would take, I would have my PhD by now. Same, probably. And then I, <laughs> I could introduce myself as being like doctor and no. <laughs> oh no, I don't need that ego boost. Because that's what it would do to me. Um, So, <laughs> sand dragons were neutral in alignment and could even, like, talk to and aid adventuring parties. So, they were pretty chill. Nice. Which is good that they were typically chill because their breath weapon was a ray that would turn anything it touched into a bundle of loose sand. Oh, What my. the fuck? Yeah, which is fucking scary. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just, you know...
2: You're sand now. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: <Is laughs> hmm. No, you're right.
1: That is fucking scary. That is, in fact, fucking scary. <clears throat>
0: and there was like a little a little blurb in there about how like you could kind of revive a person by using a series of like flesh to stone or you know, stone to flesh like spells, but it usually didn't quite work right. Mm-hmm. But, like, just imagine that. It's just, like, this dragon just fucking breathes on your friend, and then all of a sudden they're gone. They're just a scattering of dust in the desert wind.
2: See, I was, like, I immediately had this thought of someone just walking around with a necklace of a little vial of sand, and someone asked them why, and they're like, oh, it's my friend. Oh, oh, man. Like, oh, okay, well.
1: Well, sorry I
2: asked. We all need a drink now.
1: (laughs) That's
0: rough, buddy. (laughs) Oh. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, they also uh, had the ability to cast both magic user and uh, druidic spells, um, and the explanation for this was that as they grew, they learned them from other sand dragons. Which okay, which is it's just nice. That I mean, that's. Is nice. I mean, and that's kind of how you know knowledge. Progresses. Well yeah. And it's not just like they weren't they weren't given these by like their god or something right. like that. Like they learned them in a sort of magic user slash wizard ish way. way. Yeah. Um which is neat. Yeah, which is neat. Uh and also this is a theme. They <laughs> would bury themselves in the sand to surprise enemies. Because you Ooh. know they blended in with the sand. So they were like um Certain kinds of, like, desert reptiles do that.
1: I very much enjoy
0: that. I mean, then they are desert reptiles. See. They're literally desert reptiles. Are dragons considered reptiles? Yes. I think they are.
2: Hmm.
0: Well? Well? It, I have seen references that many kinds of... In Dungeons and Dragons, that many kinds of dragons actually um, have warm blood, which would make them not a reptile, so... Or
1: maybe it's kind of like they're the platypi of reptiles, where... They just don't fit very precisely.
0: Precisely,
1: yeah. but they are still categorized as such.
0: Man, now I'm thinking about platypi. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. are welcome.
2: They are interesting
0: creatures. Yeah,
2: no, let's not go on that tangent.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can listen to our natural history podcast <laughs> where we talk about the whole thing with platypi. We don't whole. have a natural. Thing. Strictly just, the just
2: platypi. Thing. Just that's the
0: whole thing. You know, I could talk about platypi for like an hour, honestly. I, I believe it. We don't have a natural history podcast. No. It's called Earthpedia. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I want it. Also, yeah. So, uh, next, we're going to... Uh, move into the Forgotten Realms supplement Old Empires, which was published in 1990, and this is the first mention I could find of brown dragons. Ooh. They're specifically referred to as brown dragons. Uh, they were also called Great Desert Dragons. Okay. Yeah. Have you okay. heard of Great Desert Dragons? No, just like thinking
2: of like, you know, the sand dragons. Yeah. In the desert, and then now they're just...
0: Great Desert great Dragons. Great Desert
2: Dragons. Yeah, because
0: they live in the desert, and they're great. So <clears throat> I mean,
2: all dragons are great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So um, they were, well, I say they were purported to. It says they migrated from the uh, desert Rawren to the wasteland of eastern Mulhorand. I keep wanting to say that. Mulhorand? Yes. I keep wanting to say like Mulhorand Drive. That's not that. That's something else. I don't know why that word was so hard for me to wrap my brain around. Thank you, Mm. Taylor. You're welcome. Um, Which is where this module actually takes place. Okay. Okay. While they were referred to as dragons, uh, they did not have wings, and therefore could not fly, uh, and instead they tunneled around. Hmm.
2: Okay, so we're talking like... Worms. Yeah, Ah. like, uh, I can't remember that damn movie now. Um, It basically revolved around that, just like these giant worms crawling through the ground and like destroying shit.
0: Tunnel snakes? Um, That's something else. (laughs) I, I have no idea. Oh, it, Tremors? Dune? Tremors. Oh. Tremors.
2: Tremors, yeah, that's the one. I was like... The "Dune"
0: I, was not correct, but for
1: some reason the <laughs> image of the worms from Dune popped into my head.
2: I mean, Dune was in my mind too, but I was like, I know that's not it. Yeah, Tremors. So we're talking like weird D&D well, Tremor things.
0: Well, see, I say of. that. They look like dragons. They just don't have They wings. just don't have wings. Yeah. So uh, they come in uh, various shades of sandy brown, uh, and they have... Like, tough, leathery scales, but they're not as traditionally, like, hard as other dragons. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very much, like, a true, like, leather moment as opposed to, like, like a hard... A, a hard, like, carapace? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the that's not the vibe. So
2: they're just kind of, like, leathery. Well, harder and leather, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're like a couch. <laughs> um, hmm. No, couches are pretty soft, usually. Uh, so they made their lairs in great burrows underground where they slept, took their food to be eaten, and kept their hordes. Uh, they could subsist entirely on sand and rock, but preferred to eat meat, having a particular fondness for horses, apparently. Hmm.
2: Sure. See, the, I mean, the horses thing isn't really what's getting me. I'm. It's I'm, the sand and rock. It's the sand and rock thing. Like, yeah, we can just eat sand and rock, but we're going to go after a horse instead.
0: Well, mm, horses. it's not quite the same, but that actually kind of, um, it feels like a slightly different version of how they're characterized later, uh, of having a particular fondness for, uh, like, exotic food. It's hmm. just that maybe in this era, horse was exotic to them. I don't know.
1: Okay. I mean, it makes sense.
2: In a desert, I could see horse being exotic, because I feel like you would have the more camel-esque that would be around more yeah. often. Yeah,
0: and then, like, maybe the small... Non-hooved creatures that you might eat. I'm yeah. trying to remember,
1: horses aren't endemic to Africa, correct? Mm-mm,
0: I don't believe so. So
1: it like a place with a lot of deserts. Yeah, yeah. What are horses?
2: What are horses? We
0: just don't Equines. know. Damn it, Taylor. <laughs> Sorry, I supposed, couldn't. <laughs> you're supposed to just go with the <laughs> meme. I couldn't help it. It's fine. During the uh, the daytime, brown dragons would wait like burrowed underground, listening for the sounds of animals above before striking using the element of surprise. Right. Um, they had what I kind of interpreted as a rudimentary uh, variety of tremor sense, mm-hmm. wherein they had a nine out of 10 chance to sense a medium sized creature's footsteps on the sand from 500 feet below, which is a lot. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's very Damn. delicate sense of hearing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that would that's like an advanced tremor sense.
0: Yeah, well, at that point, it's not even like hearing; it's like the like feeling, literally, yeah, like just vibrations like from a medium creature. Nonetheless,
1: that's you know
0: pretty small. Us, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, their breath weapon was changed to a. Well, I say changed to. The, these were similar, but I think
2: They're further defined
0: as different like, creatures. Okay. Like, the the vibe was the same, and I feel like it's worth mentioning both of them because I feel like the inspiration co- coalesces into the modern brown dragon, which is why I mentioned both. But I do believe these were meant to be distinctive creatures. Okay. Um, So their breath weapon was a spray of acid, uh, which means they were also immune to acid damage. Nice. And could survive in airless environments. Uh, um, What? Um, what? <laughs> I guess, like, because they're under
1: underground.
0: If that they, doesn't, s- but
1: air exists underground.
0: Well, yeah, but there was no further explanation. It's just like, oh yeah, they could survive in airless environments f- I, for. May, I believe it may have been like a limited amount of time. I don't know. Yeah, so hmm. Hmm, they don't need to breathe air? Question uh, mark. That's okay. That but, was not explained okay, any further. Okay. So
2: now they're even more scary because. You can't like they can't suffocate.
0: Those are actually the space dragons, because you could just jettison one of these things off in space. And oh my be god. Fine. You're right.
2: It's a tardigrade.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: it's a large size tardigrade.
0: Dragagrade. <laughs> dragagrade. Also, I somebody somebody make that a dragagrade. That'd be terrifying. That would be terrifying. Uh, yeah. Please don't actually. Please do. <laughs> um okay. so as they age, they could cast various spells, uh, create sand, create water, sandstorm. Uh, summon Earth Elemental, an Earth Elemental oh, no. of 12 hit dice, I may add, and Disintegrate. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Holy
2: shit. So oh, yes. don't fuck with them. Are no. they also nice? Like
0: they're... No, no, they're not. Okay. They're not.
2: Okay. So, it's not
0: like, they, they, they won't help e- you.
2: They are neutral evil. They will just eat you. Yeah. Or Disintegrate you, or...
0: Summon an earth elemental to kill you. Yeah, yeah,
2: numerous other things that are just as unpleasant.
0: Yeah, Uh, brown dragons were very solitary, um, rarely interacting even with others of their own species. Uh, Their main enemy was man, but they also had an issue with blue dragons because blue dragons also live in the desert. Uh, How dare they! How dare they! Hey, you know what?
2: How dare things live in the same fucking place? Hey,
0: you know what? Look at a whole bunch of human wars. No, though. I mean you're right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't many, th- make it any better. Like, how, like how many how many humans have problems with the fact that some people live in the same place as other people? In
1: fact, I would say perhaps humanity is not exactly the um, the harm, harmonious um, goal that we should all. Aspire to. yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: no, definitely, definitely not.
0: Yeah.
2: We've not done great things.
0: Uh, interestingly, though, um, the, like, populations of people that live in the desert, like, purportedly liked brown dragons better than blue dragons. So it's like, whenever a brown dragon and a blue dragon were fighting, they wanted the brown dragon to win. Because <laughs> they, they, they kind of, which, you know, I mean, blue dragons are you know, native to this kind of environment, too. But they they sort of regarded them as being, like, spirits of the desert a little bit. So it's like you didn't fuck with them, but you still kind of respected them, you know? Yeah. So they preferred brown dragons to blue dragons, which I think was funny. Uh, They spoke their own language and also languages of the blue dragons. Languages, language of the blue dragons. Because it's, I I mean, I would imagine it's all draconic, but maybe, like... I was gonna say, is it just, like, a different dialects. I would imagine, yeah. For
2: like, specific...
0: Colors, yeah. I would hmm. imagine. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That, yeah.
2: That would, that would make sense. It would. And there's all just, like, a general understanding, and then there's the specific
0: yeah, there's dialect. Yeah, like, there's, like, one word that sticks
1: out. It's kind of like going to speak, like, speaking English, but then there's American English, and British English, and Irish English,
0: and Australian, Australian English. English. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like... You understand every word that this other person says, except for the one that's just a different word for bathroom, and you're <laughs> like, wait, what's that? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh. Like the trunk or boot of the car?
0: The what? Who? What? What is that? It's a boot?
2: The trunk of the car, only oh. uh, in British.
0: Oh. Really? Yeah. I've never heard they of
2: that. They call it the boot, the apparently. Boot. At least that's what I have been told.
1: It could be someone fucking Br- with you. British people confirm, please? 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 <laughs> we don't know Is anything. someone fucking
0: with Travis? <laughs>
2: it wouldn't be the first time.
0: Yeah, they're like, yeah, man, someone's fucking with you. Um, so next, uh, we're going to uh, third edition. Uh, they appear in the Monstrous Compendium, or excuse me, Monster Compendium. Yeah, fucking. So many. Too many. So many M's. Uh, Monster Compendium, Monsters of Faerun, published in 2001, Uh, and they are almost completely unchanged, with the exception, obviously, of the evolution of numbers. Right. You know, because... Numbers Numbers, they change, and specifically, at this point, they inflate a lot. (laughs) The notable, not exactly a difference, but they now have a true Tremor sense... Okay. Which is they they can sense anything within 500 feet that is in contact with the ground. So objectively, it's even more, I would say, powerful. Because I interpret that as maybe it's sitting like surface level or just barely above the surface. And it can feel you 500 feet away, like horizontally. That would make sense to me. Not just 500 feet underneath you.
2: It's probably like 500 feet just like around. Yeah, just yeah. like a radius of 500 feet. So it which is So you could feel a fucking beetle like digging yeah. below it.
0: Yeah, like Toph Beifong who? <laughs> I'm kidding. Nothing but respect for Toph Beifong. This is
2: just Toph but dragon, dragon form. form. I like it.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: <sighs> that I'm gonna keep my fan fictions to myself <laughs>
0: Please do. Because <laughs> then I won't feel so bad about keeping mine to myself. And also, this is a, a true difference. Um, they can summon air elementals instead of earth. Ooh. So, like, you know, still, you know. Elementals, but, like, very different powerful. Kind. Just, just yeah, a different just kind. switched. And the note about their very solitary lifestyle and their rivalry with blue dragons has been removed. Um, I feel like this is intentional because it notes in, like, the list part that's at the front of a um like monster description that an encounter group can be made up of a pair or a family which leads me to believe that like them removing the note about them being solitary was, was intentional yeah was a very intentional change and, and not just an oversight yeah like they didn't go on to say like oh yeah they have big families and da 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 but it did feel intentional given that they describe an uh, encounter group Potentially being in pair or family, right? Um, and it also feels a little in line with um, Sand Dragons, mm-hmm. how like they would teach their young to do magic and stuff. Which you
2: know, running into one sounds bad enough. Running into multiple, like a whole bunch of
0: them, yeah, oh, fucking horrifying. Nope, yeah. I'm
2: just, I'm dead.
0: It's fine. So now we are back to a book where I have spent a lot of time lately, which is the Draconomicon: Chromatic Dragons, published mm-hmm. in 2008. So they have been reclassified as chromatic dragons instead of being left to one-offs as described, which, I mean, that is kind of how... And this was the note for uh, brown, gray, and purple dragons. This was ahead of all of their little things. So this applies to all of them. And like, you know, despite the fact that I have a problem with what a lot of fourth edition supplements say... About certain things. It's not untrue that all of these dragons were basically created to be one-offs. Right. Or not not necessarily just one-offs, but also, like, (laughs) creatures that appear in even more specific environments and scenarios than just, like, you know, black dragons live in the swamp and blue dragons live in the desert. And green dragons live in forests.
2: Like they're very specific and at least as far as the desert goes, gives a little variety as to what mm-hmm. dragon is there, but
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't I don't think it's unfair to say that these were kind of created to be like one-offs instead of, you know, something that was like truly to be created or to be included under the draconic umbrella in like main Mainstream, mainstay, yeah, like mainstay settings and what have you. Um, it stated that these uh dragons, the brown, gray, and purple dragons, quote, might have no connection past or present with Tiamat.
1: Oh, that's different,
0: yeah. Which uh, I will I have some thoughts about that later. Okay, uh, one of the most notable changes is that brown dragons now have wings, they Yay. can fly. Okay, We're uh, brown we have flying them, we have achieved flight. <laughs> Evolution. Amazing. So um, their wings take the form of membranes stretched between a crest of spines that run the length of their body. So they've got like those. The really yeah. big like. Yeah. It isn't just like. like it, is doing some flapping motion. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> insert flapping sounds. Just, <sighs> yeah. But it's not just like. Like, you know how birds, it's, like, analogous to what would be, like, an arm? Like, their wings look like arm bones. It's not like that for these guys.
1: It's like, it's like traditional dragons. They have an extra little appendage in the back.
0: It's like, um, no, it's not even like that. Oh. It's like, um, like gold dragons. Oh. You know what gold dragons look like. It's like that. And it's, it's described as them, like, because they, they use them underground also. It's described as them, like, swimming through sand or the sky, which oh, is pretty cool. Because they, they do that, that ripple motion. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Um, they have thick horns and strong claws that are specialized for digging in the ground. Um, and their breath weapon has also been changed from an acid spray to that of a scorching desert wind that produces Ooh. a small sandstorm. So it's like back to that sand vibe but it's not as scary as just turns whatever into fucking sand yeah that's insane that
1: is straight up scary yeah so less less scary than it used to be
0: but you know still a sandstorm in the desert which i would imagine is very scary
1: never been there like okay i've been to the desert i've never been in a sandstorm
2: i don't want to be in a sandstorm
0: me either me neither
2: the just everything about it seems highly horrifying. unpleasant yeah. and horrifying.
0: Yeah. And ugh.
2: yeah, no, I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm so I'm good.
2: So, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. I'm a, I'm away from that shit.
0: Yeah. So uh brown dragons are evil, but not well typically, because as we've discussed, fourth edition is a little more forgiving with uh draconian alignments. Uh, which is the one of the few things I will forgive them. Yes. Uh so they're evil but not unrelentingly so. Uh, they're usually more motivated to preserve their survival and comfort without getting into too much danger or, and this is the realest part, expending too much effort. <laughs> 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 like, I said before that these are me, but they really are. Uh, the exception to this is when it comes to exotic foods, which they will often go to great lengths to try. Also me. Yeah. Uh, so within their layers, uh, on top of the usual gold and gems, they often keep culinary treasures, yes. be it salted meats, uh, cookware and dishes, or spices, uh, as well as ancient artifacts taken from like buried civilizations that they've uncovered nice. by like burrowing around. So I think that's a pr- really interesting crop of treasures.
2: No kidding, that would be really cool to see. See,
0: yeah. Also, it was noted that they sometimes have, like, specialized sections or structures in their layers to, like, keep the stuff. So, literally, a brown dragon could be like, and here's my spice rack. (laughs) I... Here's my pantry. (laughs) Love these guys, actually, a little bit. I know, they're great. Um, Also, this is fun. Uh, They sometimes use their treasure as bait... Like, they'll take a treasure chest and, like, leave it sticking out of the sand a little bit. Oh, my God. Till some adventuring party comes along, and it's like, Yabby. oh, wow, there's a treasure chest just out here in the middle of the desert. Whoa, I wonder look. what's up with it. Oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> oh, look, treasure. They've been bitten Oh, look, in- death. They've been bitten in half. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, brown dragons, are they're pretty neat. I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. They're just neat. I don't care that he's so big. I want to take him to Red Robin. <laughs> They <laughs> <laughs> probably would enjoy it, He probably would. Are burgers exotic? No. To them, probably. Uh, to them, yeah. Mean, yeah.
1: Where, what is the prevalency of beef?
0: Yeah, what is the prevalency de- of desert? beef smashed up into a puck-shaped patty? I will say, cheese is probably exotic to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I would go to great lengths to obtain exotic cheese, so. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mood. So uh, that's it for Brown Dragons Uh, because I looked and they probably, maybe, like people have probably at the very least made them on D&D Beyond, but I looked through like Volo's Guide to Monsters and and everything and I could not find any of them in 5th edition. So
2: they might have just like done away with them. them. So I
0: I don't know if that's like on me, if I'm missing something, if I've forgotten one of the... The things that's come out, but anyway, uh, we're going to move on to fang dragons Ooh, or gray well, dragons. Don't all dragons have fangs?
2: Fang dragons. Shh. Okay.
0: Shh. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first mention of fang dragons that I could find was in Dragon Magazine number 134. Okay. Which was the same uh, as, uh, what was it, Browns? Or sands. No, sand dragons. Okay. I mean, kind of same difference. But, but sort as of we not. discussed, there was some distinction. Yes. Uh, in that same article, uh, The Dragon's Bestiary Dragons of Earth, Sea, and Space. Uh, the section devoted to the Fang Dragon was written, however, by Ed Greenwood. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Who will remember him from everything? Everything. Everything. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, So they are described as being incredibly rare and even greedier than the average dragon, which I feel like a lot of dragons are described that way. Like, this is a dragon, but even worse. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I am right. (laughs) Because I remember hearing that about the shadow dragon and everything. Uh, They have limited magical abilities and no breath weapon, but they make up for it by being even more physically powerful than the average dragon. Oh, good. Because that's, you know, what
1: dragons were really missing, is that physical power. Yeah.
2: You know, minus the breath weapon, gain physical strength.
0: Yeah, it equals out. Sure, why not? So they had a very strong (coughs) armored body and an oversized mouth full of fangs. So, like, every dragon does have fangs, but these guys have even more. They have an
2: oversized mouth.
0: Yeah. Full of fangs. Full of them. Yes, and they pay a fortune in dentist spells every year. Uh their wings are small which makes them poor flyers better than brown dragons used to be though. <laughs> uh but they are adept at like leaping at foes. So they don't do a true fly, they do like a like a little modified uh extended jump moment. Uh their bite can Monocrit, drain the life force of the target, and replenish the dragon's health. Oh, boy. Great, right? Jesus. So despite their lack of magical abilities, they are highly intelligent and possess uh, potent vocal control, uh, and can also speak upwards of eight languages. Good lord. Yeah, so even though they're not magically inclined, they're very intelligent. Well, that's good for them. Good good for them. (laughs)
2: I mean... Yeah, everything that they're lacking is being made up.
0: In something else. In
2: something else.
0: Yeah, so uh, they tend to live in rocky areas far away from civilization, and despite how scary they sound, they're only chaotic neutral. Really? Hmm. Yeah, they're not evil. Well, that's
1: good.
2: That That is a plus. Yeah,
0: I mean, chaotic neutral is a really excellent al- alignment, I must say. Yeah, personally, in my personal opinion, <laughs> yeah, I think it might be one of the best. I think it might be the best. No, it's not. They're all, good, except for, nope. (laughs) Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. We all know. I'm joking. Uh, So next, we're going to stay in Dragon Magazine, which is one of my favorite places to be. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to go to issue number 146. We're going to touch on this for just a second. This was in a section written by Gregory Detweiler. And it... What a wonderful name, first of all. Yes. Thank you, Gregory, for your name. Uh, It references a gray dragon... But this dragon bears very few similarities with the modern gray dragon. So I think it was kind of like an offshoot. Okay. Didn't, because, for one, it was from the Dragonlance universe, which literally all of these other ones are Forgotten Realms. Okay. And it lived in icy territories, which it squabbled with uh, over with white dragons. And it used a cold, paralyzing breath weapon. So it was basically kind of like a white dragon and a silver dragon had like a baby, a weird baby. A weird, That baby. That's not the actual origins, but that's just what it makes me think of. Um, so we're going to move on because that one, I don't think, got distilled down too much into the modern gray dragon. Okay. And in fact, actually, on that note, we're going to take a quick break before we pivot back into yeah. the oversized gaping maw of the Fang Dragon. Oh,
2: that's a description.
0: Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out this episode about dragons. Three of them. Three of them. Three specific kinds of dragons. More dragons, yay. Because if I tried to just do an episode about every kind of dragon, we would be here for... Like, like 24 hours. Yeah, and I don't have the stamina for that. So if you are enjoying the podcast, uh, please consider contributing to our Patreon at Dungeonpedia. Uh, we have a tier where you can check out our notes... We also have a, a $1, you know.
1: Thank you for your, con- support. your support. It'll continue to go to continuing to try and improve this.
0: Yeah. And our podcast is now searchable, <laughs> which we discovered last time was not. But we fixed that. So it is now yeah, for sure. So go check it out. Yeah. That was a
2: mistake.
0: That was <clears throat> something.
2: If you're interested, we also do have our actual play podcast that's been going for a while now called Projectile Dysfunction. You can go to the Twitter, which is at ProjectileCast there to get more updates on that.
1: Also on the Dungeonpedia front, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeonpedia. It's all just Dungeonpedia. And if you have any long form complaints, suggestions, questions, anything, pretty much anything, you can email us at Dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com.
2: Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to get notifications when our new episodes go live. If the platform also allows you, you can also rate us and leave a review. That helps us out greatly, as well as spreading the word to anybody that you know that might be interested in this podcast as well.
1: That has helped us tremendously, and we are so thankful for everyone who continues to do so. Thank you, everybody. Hmm. Uh, Also, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. It's, uh... Thank you. It's been good to us.
2: All right. Well, uh, that's it. We're not going to take up any more of your time. So let's get back to learning about these multicolored dragons. (laughs) Well,
0: they're all one one color. Each of them. But there's... (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So we are again in the monster compendium, Monsters of Faerun, which I keep wanting to say monstrous. They made way too many books that sound exactly the same. Yeah. There
2: are quite a few.
0: Like I, I'm hoping
1: from now and until forever they just stick with Monster Manual. That one's, I can remember it. It's always Monster Manual.
0: Mm, but what if it's Monstrous Manual?
1: I will die. I'll just <laughs> die. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. So, again, as was the theme with the brown dragons, they are largely unchanged from their last incarnation. Uh, They maintain their chaotic neutral alignment, physical prowess, and particular emphasis on greed. Right. Um, Their ability to mimic voices has been expanded on, and they use this ability to, like, trick people sometimes, Mm -hmm. or talk their way out of unwinnable fights, which, like, how powerful is something going to be that a Fang Dragon can't take it down? That's something. Yeah, that's... Maybe just a better Fang Dragon. Or other types of dragons. That's true. That have magic or whatever. Um, despite their not evil alignment, uh, they have a cruel streak, uh, often playing with their prey before eating it and <laughs> hmm. being prone to violent outbursts. Oh, no. Yeah. hmm Which, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a big fan necessarily of just looking at anything that's like has negative personality traits and being like that should be evil, but I feel like they sound a little more evil.
1: They do sound a little bit more evil than like your average descriptor, of yeah, a
2: dragon
0: I, I was in a chaotic neutral creature, yeah, I was trying
2: to think, like, is this actually chaotic neutral? I don't think it should be
0: like um at
2: this point, I don't think it should be,
1: yeah, it's fine. The whole playing with your prey thing kind of just sends it over.
0: Yeah, so as of yet, they still did not use a breath weapon, nor do they fly very well, but they now have slightly expanded magical abilities. Still not very, not not comparable to like brown dragons. Right. Or sand dragons, as it were. Um, they originally appeared in Myth Draenor, uh, creating speculation that they... Are somehow connected to the demonic presence there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> they're like, okay, they're they're from Myth Dranor, so maybe they're connected to, to maybe connected they're connected, connected, to connected to demons, it. but you know, so, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's shrouded in mystery. Guess that would be after the fall of Myth Draenor Then I believe so. Yeah, but they're like, it's you know, shrouded in mystery. You know how it is. Shrouded in mystery. It's always shrouded in mystery. Damn mystery damn it. They again appear in the Draconomicon, the Book of Dragons. Not the one published in 2008. The one published in 2003. (laughs) Which, I mean, the other one is Chromatic Dragons, but uh, (laughs) just a whole series of books called Draconomicon. Uh, but their yeah. entry is completely reprinted from the monster compendium. So, like, okay, so. I know that they're in it. They're just not any different.
2: They were just basically taking, like, yeah, these are still a part of it. Just if don't. It's,
0: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah,
2: don't change much. anything. Oh, it, it's
0: broke. Uh, I think it's fine. It's balanced. <laughs> Fang Dragon OP, please nerf. <laughs> yes. Please. Well, see, I mean, I say it, it doesn't even have that much magic. It's fine. Fair. It's fine. Anyway. So uh, we are back to Dragonomicon Chromatic Dragons, which, spoiler alert, that's where we're going to be ending off each of these entries today.
2: Yay. Yay.
0: Yay. And they have been rebranded as Grey Dragons. Okay. Very different to the Grey Dragons from Dragonlance. Uh, They carry their same physicality, but now have very large and impressive wings that make them excellent flyers. Oh, good. That's different.
2: That's what they needed yeah they needed that extra little oomph to be able to fly on yes. top of everything else
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to to me, it doesn't not make sense for them to not be able to fly well. I feel like when you when you make the case that they have a very impressive physicality, I feel like it could go either way, yeah, that's fair that they're not very good flyers or alternatively they're excellent, so that's fine um guys, guess what? It finally happened okay, fourth edition made a good alignment change decision. Okay. They are now of evil alignment because they're mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: mean is an understatement, I feel like.
0: Yeah, they... they Perhaps. They, they suck. Um, so they maintain their kind of level of cruelty and their love of combat, mm-hmm. um, it's now referred to as a love of the hunt, specifically. Oh, boy. Um, hmm. And this draw is so powerful that some Grey Dragons even take up the mercenary life. Can you imagine... Nope. <laughs> ...being a mercenary, and your boss is like, hey, you know, we we hired we hired a guy, you know. He's a real l- good. He's real good at what he does. You know, he looks a little different. Please don't say anything about it. Be nice. And this fucking gray dragon just swoops down out of the sky and is like, hey, guys. What's up? (laughs) Let's go kill some fools.
2: I just... Okay. Yeah, sure.
0: Right? And
2: also, how much would you have to pay a dragon for mercenary work?
0: Depends.
2: (laughs) I'm just saying, they love to hoard treasure as it is.
0: And, you know, gray dragons are very greedy, even for dragons.
2: So so it's
0: like, at what point, you know, would it maybe be the lifestyle is so worth it to them that they don't want any extra money versus they literally are so greedy that they're like, hey, you should pay me like 10 times what you're paying everybody else. Yeah. On top of
2: that, I can take out a whole town. They can't.
0: Also, I can eat you if you don't pay me. So. And they can't. So like I mean, if they all they team up, they should. Could. They didn't. shouldn't. They really shouldn't. But
2: whatever. You know. It's fine. The possibility is still there.
0: Yeah. It just pro- probably would take more than <clears throat> one person. Uh, so they now have a breath weapon. Um oh, Their good. breath weapon is an acid spray. That's a popular one. Uh, and their scales themselves have what was described as an elemental resonance that as they move into higher age categories can petrify enemies just by being near oh, them. Oh, boy. What the fuck? Yeah, they really didn't need anything else, did they? No. no. What? Okay. <sighs> I mean, okay, we think Fang Dragon's OP, please nerf, but I think that the next dragon that we're going to talk about is even worse. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Um, So these changes are actually explained by Tiamat's interference. Tiamat's back. Oh, boy. (laughs) I knew she was coming, but like. Thanks, Tiamat. We missed you. Yeah. Well, Tiamat has so many consorts, she's always coming. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Sorry. (laughs) so sorry um, i don't think you are though
1: like you say that but i th- don't think you I are i don't
2: think you are either i just
0: <laughs> okay so i can
2: collectively one, hear everybody facepalming
0: one of her uh, either she or one of her intermediaries uh took a clutch of fang dragon eggs mm-hmm. um they were placed in a nest quote lined with cockatrice feathers infused with medusa blood and brooded over by a basilisk for a year. Oh, okay. Which explains the petrification. I for thought that was year? nice. That, yeah. That was nice. I mean, humans gestate for almost a year. Yeah. What no, is... I mean, that
1: that doesn't seem, seem too far fetched. No, it just, I
2: don't know. I guess the whole thing is it's, it's a, lot. a that, little... The,
1: so that you had to focus on one thing, and yeah, that was the one?
2: A yeah, a little bizarre. Like, not the, one thing stood out. It was just...
0: Not the cockatrice feathers. Not the medusa blood. Not Tiamat being there. No, for whatever basilisk. reason my
2: mind just like focused on the gear thing. I it's, Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh so from this clutch hatched the first gray dragon, which Tiamat named Tanamuth, and tasked with purifying his bloodline. Oh boy. So uh henceforth, uh any fang dragons were hunted down and killed by gray dragons. So, like fang dragons <sighs> exist in fourth edition. But they're very few
1: because they've been
0: hunted down by these gray dragons. yeah. So again, Tiavot has come and <laughs> fucked shit up as she has always want to do yes.
2: right that is like her goal at this point is to just fuck anything up.
0: Yeah, she
1: unless it's for her and even then still sometimes. And yet
0: she usually has a lawful alignment. I, 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 ugh, well, I can't, I can't, I can't get back into it. No, ruin. we can't, we can't. I'm sorry. I don't know why I mentioned that. I mentioned that and then I was like, wait, no, we can't talk about this now. Okay. Okay. So, those were Fang Dragons. Mm-hmm. So, the last uh, variety of these that we're going to talk about today are Purple Dragons slash Deep Dragons. Okay. Which is just such a evocative. It, it is. It already it's,
2: sounds pretty, though.
0: It I, does. Yeah, they're they're very interesting. Oh. Like deep dragons. Like that's just I don't know. Something about that gets me. It's probably the alliteration. It it the alliteration helps. Yeah. Alliteration always helps. So uh, the first mention I could find of deep dragons was actually not <laughs> that one article in Dragon. Aww. Uh It was in the uh, Monstrous Compendium Forgotten Realms appendix. Jesus Christ! That is the worst offender of the yeah. the name thing that I've been complaining about. Yeah, uh, that was published in 1991, so a little bit, a little bit after right Sand and Fang dragons. Uh, they lived in the Underdark and were not well known on the surface world, though sometimes like adolescent age deep dragons would find their way to the surface world in their explorations. But the average Joe didn't really know that much about deep dragons. Right. They had three different forms. Okay. Their regular draconic form, a large winged snake. How is that different from a dragon? I don't know. And a humanoid creature. Just any humanoid creature.
1: Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah,
2: That one is actually the least surprising to me. Because I've read a lot of different dragons actually have the ability to go into humanoid form. Some prefer it. Yeah. So that one was the least surprising.
1: Okay. All I I picture of
2: the snake is just like a literal snake with like no claws or anything with wings.
0: I mean, yeah. Like kind of a Wyvern kind of thing. Or an Eliza moment. (laughs) Yeah. If y'all know, that's a... That's a deep
1: cut towards my favorite fucking book series. It's a deep cut?
0: Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, no, if you know what we're talking about, y- fucking at me. Please. At us, please. Taylor and I need to feel seen. Um, so, and like literally any humanoid, though, of a medium, I think medium sized category. That maybe makes sense. I think that was the, the stricture. And the, it was such that when a deep dragon was transformed into a humanoid form, It could always pass perfectly as being a member of that species, and I think had some percentage, um, around 50%, I believe, of being able to pass as a specific individual.
1: Oh, damn. So, a deep
0: dragon could just steal your identity. (laughs) Okay, well... So, they couldn't always pass as an individual, but they could always pass as, like, a drow or a human or whatever. Right. Um, So, they master these forms as young dragons before they leave wherever part of the Underdark they were born in. Um, Their breath weapon was that of a corrosive, flesh-eating stream of gas. Beautiful. Evocative. (laughs) Terrifying. Nasty. Uh, And they could also access very high levels of magic. (laughs) I'm so not surprised at this point. I, I know. They do seem like, they sound just very magically inclined. Um, they were evil aligned creatures who loved to hunt, kind of similar to the Fang Dragon. And they were, they were like intelligent enough to, you know, not walk into obvious traps and to maybe understand when they were outmatched. Right. But Despite this, more or less, they found combat nearly irresistible. So okay, they they were smart, but they were also violent.
1: Sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, sounds Just like a real fun bunch of dudes. Yep, Just some people I could party with in the underdark. <laughs> um, so they like to build their layers in hidden, mostly unexplored areas underground, and then set traps outside of them. For people who would intrude upon them. Right. Yeah.
2: I feel like a lot of places underground are hidden and or unexplored.
1: Well, Well, not so much in Dungeons and Dragons, though. That's true.
0: Like, Mm, they have, you know, the underdark. Like, whole societies of people who live mostly underground. That's fair. Um, They would often work with drow, uh, protecting them in exchange for people that the drow offered as food. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Given... um, Given things. Drow. Given how drow society usually works. um, They would also often, when they would take humanoid form, prefer to take one of a drow. Because, I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to be a drow? Drow are fucking beautiful. True. They also enjoyed seafood. uh, Which.
2: (laughs) Yes. Was.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like, references being. It was later coalesced into saying that deep dragons enjoyed seafood. But in this particular um, appendix, it said fish, uh, and also included in that was the flesh of Kua Toa and Aboleth. Oh no. Hmm. Which, like, I guess they're seafood. <laughs> <laughs> Technically correct.
2: Technically they are seafood.
0: Also, that's a fight I would like to see. A uh, deep dragon and Aboleth. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Also, their favorite food was apparently clams. It didn't say that their favorite food was clams, but in the little list of things that they like to eat, it said clams, parentheses, exclamation mark.
1: I love it. (laughs) So I guess they really like clams. It's like, maybe they're like so rare for them to like get access to that they're like, clams, I didn't remember that you were my favorite food until just now.
0: Hey, it'd be that way though. True. And then you eat your favorite food
1: again and you're like, how could I forget? Me and tacos every time I have tacos.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, hey, did you guys know that tacos are good? (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: No, don't be. Uh,
0: so they, which I find this ironic, not ironic exactly. It just feels like these don't present more of a threat level than certain other things. Uh, they viewed mind flayers in particular as dangerous enemies and also preferred not to encroach on other deep dragons. I don't know if they just didn't like each other. I don't know if they felt actively threatened by other deep dragons. It just said they preferred not to really interact with other deep dragons. Hmm. So, I don't know what the deal is there. They also don't like Mind Flayers.
1: Um, who does?
0: Yeah, who does, honestly. So, uh, deep dragons again appear in the monster compendium, Monsters of Faerun. We're going there for the third time today. Mm. Uh, largely unchanged. Ironically, the previous entry didn't describe their regular draconic form very much. Like, there <laughs> was a picture. You kind of got the idea of what they look like. Um, and it was expanded upon in Monsters of Faerun. Uh, they are serpentine with long wings, and their adult coloration ranges from purple to like a deep, almost black color. Okay. Yeah. Um. And they're specifically very—they're very long and narrow to fit into like tiny. Well, I say tiny. They're still dragons, but to fit into like small tunnel spaces underground. Right. So they're—they're they're very long and narrow. <laughs>
1: Tunnel spaces that basically other dragons wouldn't be able to fit into.
0: Yeah, exactly. They maintain their ability to change their form into both the winged snake and a medium sized humanoid. Uh, They also now have a permanent state of true seeing. So nice. They just, and also like, you know, they have dark vision and low light vision, obviously, because they live underground. Really, I think it'd be kind of cool if deep dragons didn't even have eyes, but.
1: I mean, I would actually
0: definitely agree. That would look fucking scary, though. Yeah. Anyway, we are now here again. We are taking our final stop in Draconomicon, Woo! Chromatic Dragons, which is both one of my favorite and least favorite books that I have discovered from my time <laughs> here. I think I really like it as long as I skip the Dracolich passage. Um, they keep their same evil nature and, like, zeal for exploration, and they're... Their form like they still look the same. right. Um, their breath weapon has been changed to that of a psychic attack that they can then follow up with what's called a dominating gaze wherein they take control of the target. Don't like that? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, they daze a target and then you know yeah take control, take control of them, which is it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. As they age, they also gain the ability to phase. Which is to move through occupied spaces and ignore difficult terrain. It's like phase-stepping, but you just do it. Right.
2: They just kind of naturally... You
1: just
0: do it. I mean, that's kind of what
1: phase-stepping is, though. Like, they just fucking do it.
0: Well, that's true, but it's not like... They don't gain the ability to, like, use phase-step. It's described as just phasing. Ah. They're going through a phase. Um, <laughs> and also, they can attack their dominated victims with nightmares. Which is crazy. Don't like that at all. I love what it. What the hell? Yeah, they're uh, they're Jesus. scary. However, there was one thing, one one kryptonite of theirs, uh, and it's very similar to the drow kryptonite, which is sunlight. Yay! And by very similar. I mean, exactly the same. Uh, they are damaged directly and also debilitated by being in direct sunlight. So I think they're like they're for one they take damage like a vampire, and their attacks are also limited in sunlight. Okay, so that makes sense. If you
2: have to fight one, fight it in the sun. Yeah. Or try to, I guess. Do
0: your fucking best.
2: Because I'm going to assume they're smart enough to know not to go out in the sun.
0: One would assume. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you live your entire life underground, you might not, I mean, you might not even know the sun's there.
1: Fucking, that's it's
0: true. You yeah. just go, you just keep going up, and then you you're like, what the fuck? So I wonder if the, the... sun is a deadly laser, <laughs> and you just go up, and you're like, why do I have a fucking headache?
2: I wonder if the sunlight spell or a sunlight spell of sorts would also.
0: It would
2: trigger if this. it
1: works. This I imagine it would work the same because basically, my. um my What I remember about the sunlight-specific spell um, mm-hmm. is that it functions like daylight. Like
0: daylight. Yeah, I'm sure that it would say specifically under, like, that spell that it would be like, this functions as daylight for the purposes of, you know, weaknesses of creatures or whatever. Yeah. So uh, a myth sort of uh, explaining why purple dragons like to explore uh, around in the Underdark has also been purported. Uh, it was said that before his death, uh, Io sent down a font of knowledge into the realm of Arkaza, said to exist below the world. Uh, this knowledge was apparently so powerful that it could allow a dragon to capture a divine spark and become a god. Oh, my. Good. Okay. So, therefore like, whether it's kind of conscious or not, like, whether or not maybe, like, a purple dragon's, like, mom told them about this, and they were like, I'm gonna find that. So, you know, it might be kind of subconscious. A lot of purple dragons might be kind of, like, digging around and looking around the Underdark trying to find this. Right. Which it's not even stated if this is real or not. It's just kind of, like, a a myth that purple dragons kind of handed down. Just so
2: a story of old.
0: Yeah. So, um... Since this has to do with a lot of uh, reclassification and things like that, uh, I felt like I should just take a second to talk about some of my thoughts on this. Because... Right. It's time for Lewin's at- opinion. Yes, it's time for, <laughs> for Lewin's opinion. Unlike Taylor's, it's not always time for my opinion. But it is right now. Um, <laughs> uh, because these these were, since they were in the book, Draconomicon Chromatic Dragons, these colors of dragons were reclassified as Chromatic Dragons instead of just whatever they were before. Right. Which I say whatever they were before because they weren't like... Given a distinction. Yeah, they were just, this is a fang dragon. This is a uh, brown dragon. Whatever. So as a fourth edition, the the myth goes that Io himself created dragons in his own image, but without his same divine spark, which is why he was a god. Um, so he basically created them to just frolic in the world
1: right to to populate the world yeah i mean to be
0: his progeny basically they were his
2: creation they were
0: yeah he's like you know he created them and was like go have fun um and as we touched on i think in both the tiamat and the dragonborn episodes um some myths like purport that tiamat and bahamut were his oldest or among his oldest children... Yeah. ...and received his divine spark after his death at the hands of the primordials. Uh, and some say that Tiamat and Bahamut themselves were born directly from the two halves of his corpse. Right. Yeah. Um Then, after his death, you know, the population of chromatic dragons largely sided with Tiamat, and then the metallic largely sided with Bahamut. Right. Um This also, I think like the explanation like it was never said specifically that this was this but I think this is kind of the explanation of why some of these dragons could exist uh, and not be associated with Tiamat originally despite now being brought under the umbrella of chromatic dragons Mm -hmm. because you know Io created them not Tiamat. Right. Unlike in some source material where Tiamat created all chromatic dragons and Bahamut created all metallic dragons Um, and I think it's also kind of provides an explanation for why like fourth edition i feel like plays a little faster and looser with the alignments of dragons because you could hypothetically have like a red dragon character who's like entire lineage never really wanted to fuck with tiamat right and you know you could have like a silver dragon who you know their their family like long ago decided that they wanted to throw in their lot with Tiamat, you know.
1: Yeah, because like obviously,
0: regardless of how you start off, your choices are your own. Exactly, yeah. So, I don't I don't necessarily think that these these guys like needed to be classified as chromatic or metallic. As chromatic or uh, well, in this
1: case all all chromatic.
0: Yeah. Just because like it's not that it like I get kind of why they did it, but I feel like it they could just also exist independently. I don't feel strongly about it honestly either way. Right. Because like I'll admit that I haven't done and and there's so much variance in like the legends about Tiamat and Io and everything that I don't necessarily feel strongly that like only these five colors of dragons can be chromatic, and they can only be chromatic if Tiamat created them herself. Right, but you know,
1: it, it just felt feels a little unnecessary
0: to group of them to like in the same bunch. Yeah, and it didn't actually specifically say why they have been brought under the uh, sort of umbrella of chromatic dragons. It was just like, hey, this happened. we just we just are. I think it it may have been in, like, a, a real-world attempt to just kind of draw attention to them, maybe make them a little more popular. I'm not sure.
1: And that's fair. Because um,
0: these, these guys are really cool.
1: I will say, like, in my personal opinion, because that was all in 4th edition, that they were kind of brought into the cinema. Yes. 4th edition did a lot of... <laughs> did a lot. <laughs> well, yes, but in general did a lot of, like, trying to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They simplified a lot of things too much, honestly. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so by grouping them all together, it seems like kind of a form of simplification.
0: Well, and also my other thought is that there have been other groupings of dragons. For example, planar dragons, right. which also were not invented in 4th edition. Sorry about that also. Um, it's okay. But we're like, learning new things every day. Yes, I'm learning new things about dragons every day. But, you know, like, there's planar dragons. And then in earlier editions, there were gem dragons. Yeah. So, like, just because these guys are named after colors, I don't think means that they had to be classified as chromatic or metallic dragons. Right. But they were. It's okay. I think they're really cool. I wanted to talk about them. <laughs> That was the best ending
1: I think we've ever had. No, it was one of the worst.
2: Well no, we've had a lot of bad endings. It's it's fine. <laughs> a lot of uh nasty off-the-rail
0: endings. It's fine. Oof. Yeah, we've had a lot of off-the-rail ones. Yep. I'm just like staring into space, just having flashbacks now. <laughs> but, it's okay. Yeah, you know, like I like a lot of things in fourth edition, I have mixed feelings about it. But I I feel like what like, what exists in each individual, you know, paragraph... Not paragraph, but... Source. Like, section talking about each of these dragons, I think, is really cool. And I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So, you well, know, that's was, that on that. <laughs> I mean, per usual, very interesting. I love talking about dragons. I know. I know. I, I do, too. You're the dragon, bitches. <laughs> it's not, but... I probably... I will probably have one more where mm. I talk about some other... Uh, kinds of dragons that appear in this book, Dragonomicon, And then I might do something else. Or I might just keep talking about dragons. We could do an episode on true dragons. We could, yeah. Or I could just... <laughs> just like... I could do gem dragons. There are lots of dragons. There are lots of dragons for me to talk about.
1: We might have stumbled on Lewin's favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for listening If you like the show, if you like this episode in particular, but if you like the show, uh, feel free to follow us on social media. You'll get updates on when new episodes go live, and you can also tweet at us and send requests. See
0: the fun D&D-related stuff that we retweet. Exactly. Uh, If you want to email me to tell me to stop talking about dragons... Or to uh, tell her what dragon you want to hear about. Yeah, that also. Uh, You can do that at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com.
2: Uh, don't forget to spread the word to your friends as well.
0: Yes. Your friends who like dragons?
2: Your friends who like dragons. I'm
0: sure you have one.
2: Almost everybody has a friend that likes dragons, I think.
0: I, if not, like what kind of a sad world is that? That's the world where you are the dragon friend. <laughs>
1: huh. Fair right.
2: Yeah, fair enough.
0: But thank you guys
1: once again for listening. And we're going to catch you next week with, sadly, not dragons, but more lore on Dungeonpedia. Deep dragons, y'all. Getting deep in the, the purple paint. Okay, I'm glad that you went that direction. I was worried about another direction. <laughs> oh, I thought about it.